0: Hmm.
1: Ah. Oh. Here's to being dead. You're taking this extremely well. <laughs> taking what extremely well? That I'm here. I don't give a damn if you're dead. Or time traveling or the ghost of Christmas past. All I care about is this whiskey. So bottom's up. Get the hell out of my house. This isn't your house, James. (laughs) Hell, it ain't. No. You just lived here for a while. This was never your house. (sighs) Who are you? You sure as hell ain't John Locke. What makes you say that? Because Locke was scared, even when he was pretending he wasn't. But you, you ain't scared. What if I told you I was the person who could answer the most important question in the world? and what question is that why are you on this island I'm on this island because my plane crashed because my raft blew up because the helicopter I was on was riding one too heavy that's not why you're here and if you come with me I can prove it I guess I better put some pants on.
2: Welcome to the
0: Revisited Podcast. I'm Ben and i'm kristen uh this week we are going over season 6 episode 4 the substitute a lock not lock episode
2: i love how it changes every week the way <laughs> like last week it was this week we're you know, on lost revisited we're covering lost and
0: it's so such so awkward i hate it
2: <laughs> well we only have like what? Fifteen more episodes to do it. Yeah. Before we switch into our next series, which yeah, uh, we have we've kind of revealed to a certain group. We haven't revealed it publicly yet, but we do know the series that we're covering next. And yes. I'm and in, the series after that. And the series after that. Uh yeah, we're we're two series ahead now. When we still have to finish Lost, but um, <laughs> I'm incredibly excited for the next series.
0: Me too. It's gonna be fun.
2: It's it's very fresh. Uh we will say that. It is a The show cut that is-, is fresh. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Um, it is going to be a fun and emotional ride mm-hmm. as we've as we dive into that. Um But we're gonna keep you hanging for a couple more weeks before we officially announce what the uh, what the show is gonna be. We wanna get through a little bit more of season six first.
0: A little bit. I mean we're yeah. only on episode four.
2: So, uh,
0: apologies for
2: last week. Uh, I know we mentioned we were, we were doing a very relatively quick turnaround in recording, uh, because I was working the fan expo show in Philly and we, so we weren't going to have the weekend to record. Uh, and then Kristen had a Memorial day hangover. Uh, I so.
0: did. It was bad. It was so bad. Oh my so gosh. We,
2: so we, uh, we did not record. So we, we did miss a week and we apologize for that. However. Uh, We do have plans uh, in effect now to make sure we don't miss another episode. Our recording schedule is on lock. Um, School is over. School is over. We're heading into the summer, which gives us a little bit more free time. Yes. Um, So we're knock on wood. We should be good to go until the end of season six. Yes. Going forward. which Hopefully no more missed weeks. Between now and the end, which is because be yeah,
0: yep,
2: because yep, yep. we don't like it either. Mm-mm. Trust me, like you guys miss it, and I, I mean, I got I got a number of messages on Facebook like, "No oh, loss this so week."
0: Sweet. No, like, no, sorry,
2: sorry.
0: <laughs> we're dumb,
2: um, we're stupid. We Kristen and I love recording together, so yes. trust me, we we miss it too when we don't get to do it. <laughs> so yeah
0: it, and we're usually in here half the day
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah we've already we've already been on an hour a, a, not an hour um, yeah yeah okay yeah it's it's been almost an hour uh-huh. before we even hit the record button and even then yeah. it was another five six minutes before we started
0: well we had to clear our throat
2: which takes a good five to
0: six minutes. It does. It does. It does. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it's more
2: uh, three seconds of clearing throat uh, and then uh, five minutes of making fun of each other, clearing our throats and <laughs> quoting Brooklyn Nine-Nine.
0: That's, that's it. That's all it that, is. <laughs> that's, pretty much,
2: that's pretty much what it is. Uh, but onward we go. Season six, episode four, The Substitute.
0: Um, We are a spoiler-filled podcast, so please remember that as you're going into this uh, episode. If you you need to finish the season, please do so, because by the time you're done, we'll still be recording, so it's fine.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Unless you're watching week-to-week with us, and then...
0: Rewatching week-to-week
2: rewatching week to week with us and Correct. those are the people i feel sorry for the most when we miss a week is yeah. because they also have to wait a week before they can watch the next episode
0: i know um Unless but again they know the episode the series like really well so that exactly works i mean
2: if if they're if they're rewatching along with this they've already seen it so they yeah they kind of know
0: so just keep watching
2: yeah um but fan expo was fun I yes yes I will make quick mention of that. Uh, I got to share the stage with a lot of awesome people. Um, Sean Astin, Giancarlo Esposito, Dante Basco, Stephen Amell, David Ramsey, Peter Cullen, Tom Welling, Kristen Kruick, Michael Rosenbaum. uh, And I got to meet Michael J. Fox.
0: That is, that's, you buried the lead. That was, that was the big one.
2: I buried the lead. That was a moment. 37 years in the making because you're old i am old um but uh for anybody who knows me personally knows that back to the future is my holy trilogy it is the (laughs) movies i forget lord of the rings forget star wars like back to the future is my holy trilogy i am such a huge fan of michael j fox outside of back to the future and i didn't know how many opportunities there would be to meet Michael in the future because his condition is kind of getting worse. Yeah. Uh, and he even says he doesn't know how much time he has left, which is kind of sad. Uh, but I got to meet him. And that's awesome. I got very emotional about it after it happened. Af- once it sunk in mm-hmm. that it happened Um but he was incredibly friendly when when he was when we were introduced, he was the first to put out his hand and shake my hand and and, and start the conversation. And I just went along with it. Um, I'm a professional, so I didn't geek out during the conversation. It was after it was over. Yeah. <laughs> and it started to sink in that I I started getting emotional and it was a 37 year long build up to that moment. So it was kind of, you know. It was a moment. It was a moment.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Exactly, that's awesome. But that my, was my holy moment. trilogy is uh, the Mighty Ducks. <laughs> I'm not gonna fault you on that. That is my holy trilogy. <laughs> I'm I'm not
2: gonna fault you on that. That is a good trilogy to mm-hmm. to engage to to engage in. To call
0: love the Mighty Ducks so much. It's a shame that the series that Disney Plus did wasn't as good. I, d- I, I wouldn't even see it. I don't blame you. I didn't, you. I didn't watch it either. I didn't want to. And it was it, already it, canceled. Yeah, well, you can't have the Ducks be the villains in a story. I'm sorry. You can't. Were they? Yes. Oh, I didn't know. They had the, um, the, the other team, the Hawks, were the good team now. I think that they were trying to take a page out of Cobra Kai. Maybe. But they yeah. didn't do it very well.
2: No, I can't. Well, and also Emilio Estevez was written out going into the second season. I don't and even
0: know why that, he's that he's the oh, show. Oh, I know,
2: I know why. Oh, why? Oh, because not. And apologies if you're if you're listening and you're one of these people. Um, he it was during COVID, uh, and he refused to get the vaccine or mask which is sad it, then it's you sad lose when you lose your the job like this. Exactly. then you lose and, your job and that's what happened they were like well then you're not going to be a part of this show
0: Ugh. well it was canceled anyway so yep so golly but yeah i mean um, you are free to make whatever decision you want but you are not free from the consequences no and that's and that's
2: that's exactly it like if it's that's part of america <laughs> and it was procedure for that company to do that, then you follow procedure or yeah. you don't work.
0: Yeah. You're not that famous. <laughs> nope.
2: Um, but yeah, I mean, come on, like you're right. Gordon Bombay and the Ducks. Yeah. Those movies are excellent.
0: Amazing.
2: Um, and okay. you know, we have interviewed somebody who is in those movies.
0: MC Ganey? MC Ganey. Oh, that's right.
2: He's the limo driver.
0: He is the limo driver. In the first movie. He is. Oh, and we didn't get to talk to him about it. Oh, well. Hey, let's talk <laughs> about Lost.
2: Yes, let's do that.
0: We've done this for an hour. Okay. I want to start with um, a question to you. Okay. So we start off and in the episode when um, Ben is coming out of the cavern with, or either Ben is in the cavern or out of the cavern, but he's with Alana. He's and in he, the cavern. Okay. And he yeah. tells her that Jacob was killed by the man in black. Mm-hmm. And in everything that I read, they were saying that Ben was lying. But I don't think that that's necessarily a lie. And I wanted to know what you thought about that.
2: I'm kind of with you on that one. So I, I have a note. One of my notes is, in fact, of that scene. We do get... Um, and I initially wrote, Ben lies to Alana... But then rewatching the episode the second time, I added a question mark behind it because I did start to question it. Like, yes, like if we're so used to Ben being this kind of manipulative liar, Mm -hmm.
0: um, especially to to, John Locke. uh,
2: Exactly. Um, uh, And even more so to people he's never met before, because it's easier for him to do that. Mm -hmm. It's easier for him to lie to somebody he doesn't know because he.
0: He doesn't you care know, about them. He does. He d- exactly. He's not <laughs>
2: yeah. invested in that person enough right. to care about lying to them. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've kind of already seen this shift in Ben happen where, you know, he is questioning a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. But in that moment when Alana asks him, like, what happened to Jacob, and he does say, like, he was killed. Do, well, did you kill him? No, the man in black did. He's not lying. Right. I mean, he did the physical action, he but it was. He technically killed him. But it was influenced by MIB.
0: Also, Man in Black was also the one that kicked him into the fire. True. Ben just stabbed him. And knowing what we know about Jacob, it is possible that he could have lived through that stabbing, especially with the properties, the healing properties on the island. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could we could yeah, make the, the final... an argument for that.
2: Yeah. The death blow, in my opinion, was done by Man in Black. Mm-hmm by pushing him into the fire. You're right.
0: Well, and, and the stabbing, I mean, the, the amount of manipulation and emotional torture that, that it took to funnel into Ben, to get Ben to do what he wanted him to do. Um, You know, to me, I, you know, you push a person into where they're not in their right mind anymore. And then they, they do this unspeakable act that, You know, yes, he would be capable of doing that to other people, but he never would have been capable of doing that to Jacob, I think, because he followed Jacob so wholeheartedly.
2: Yeah. And that's just it. Like he he's been so even when he questioned everything, he never he was still always loyal right to to Jacob. It wasn't until the man in black, you're right, kind of shifted his perspective of things Mm -hmm that he 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 went the way he he did what he did he was provoked into the action that he made right. um you know when you kind of said you know you can only do that to a person so much it's the whole poke the bear you can only poke the bear so many times um or you know that uh, this is another movie reference but if you've ever seen the movie wild hogs um you can only slap the bull so many times before the bull turns around and attacks you yeah You know, it's, you, you can only, you're, you're testing the waters at that point. Right. Um, You know, you can only aggravate so much before they snap, aggravate somebody so much before they snap. And that's what happened.
0: But at the same time, you know, who was Ben really loyal to, because he would be the one that would summon the smoke monster, not understanding that that was Jacob's adversary. Mm -hmm. Right. So he was following Jacob and he was doing what he thought was Jacob's bidding, but he was employing the smoke monster to do a lot of his destructive actions. So it's interesting to kind of look at, you know, the juxtaposition of both of those sides. And, you know, maybe Ben was always just confused.
2: Well, I mean, and that just goes to show you, too, like you it's, it's a good point that you mentioned about how Ben has always used the smoke monster as a tool. Mm-hmm. you know even through all this time before we we kind of even before the the survivors of 815 arrived on this island ben was using the smoke monster as a tool so there has always been a relationship between ben and the man in black we're just right. now in the, the discovery the, the, portion of it the purest form oh yeah of it mm-hmm. um because now they the, the man in black is a physical entity he cannot take the form of anybody, else. but it's interesting because Alani even says to Ben, you know, like he can't take the form of anybody else. Now he's stuck in this form, but he can still transform into the smoke monster. He just can't. Yeah, take but he the can't shape of another, person. another.
0: Yeah, because Jacob's mm-hmm. dead. Yes. So now that Jacob's dead, he can't he can't get out of Locke's body, which, you know, maybe he should have chosen someone younger. Maybe. Maybe. Well, yeah. he
2: does say he does say that he chose the body of John Locke because he was a candidate. Right. So but I mean, there are other candidates. It could have been Kate. maybe it's the fact that. Whose name was not mentioned, by the way.
0: Yeah, we're going to talk about that later. Yeah.
2: too. Um, But I mean, he could have taken Sawyer's, you know, form. He could have. Nah,
0: that's too believable that Sawyer goes dark. Well, and I think that's you know just I mean? it. I, I think
2: of everybody that he could have taken the form of John Locke was the perfect person because John Locke was the most manipula was the most able to be manipulated.
0: Well, sure. I mean, that's definitely been um highlighted throughout the series. But I mean, if you're talking about somebody who's also very pure, <clears throat> I would as man in black, I would probably try to get Hurley's body. Yeah,
2: Hur- Hurley could have been a- That would have been
0: easier to manipulate other people because of how good and well-liked all around universally that Hurley was.
2: Could you imagine a dark Hurley? No. I know. It would have like, been interesting. Like Hurley stabbing Jacob and like- oh, I don't even
0: want I, to think about it. No. That would have been shocking. Shocking.
2: It could have, I mean, it could, and that could have been just it. It could have been done for shock value. Yeah, um, but I mean, another interesting thing too. Now, now that we're kind of talking about this and kind of diving deeper into the whole Ben and the Smoke Monster or Ben and the and the Man in Black relationship, is it it's really, it, it really true? <laughs> it it really is a really good example of a an abusive relationship. Yes. Um, in the sense that, like, if you look at them as if they were in a relationship, like these two are a couple. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the death of Jacob aside, it's kind of like, well, I don't want to be with you. So rather than break up with you, I'm going to force you to break up with me. Right. Like, I'm going to treat you like shit until you break up with me. And that's exactly what happened with Ben, the man in black and Jacob. It's like, well, I don't want to kill Jacob. So I'm going to for I'm going to make you hate him so much that you do it. Yes. So that I'm relieved of all the blame. Right. Right. But that's also the loophole, too, that we know is that mm-hmm. the man in black couldn't kill Jacob. Right. But it doesn't change the fact that that's exactly what it is. It's an So if he couldn't
0: kill Jacob, then he wouldn't have been able to kick him into the fire.
2: So maybe so Ben did kill Jacob. OK, because like he was already right.
0: too far gone or something. He was already dead. OK, which the only But like a phoenix, he rises from the ashes into a little boy covered in bloody arms. (laughs) Well, the only nitpick I have
2: about this entire situation is the fact that Jacob's body is completely gone. First off, that even if you completely cremate a body in a funeral home, the body does not completely disappear. It takes Really hot fire to do that. Kicking a person into a fire, like a bonfire, is not going to get rid of the body.
0: But that's a magic fire. Is it? It is a magic fire because Jacob said it and Jacob was magic.
2: When did he say it was a magic fire? I'm really, well, legitimately I'm telling asking you, I'm telling oh. you,
0: it's a magic fire. Because oh. I think it like the flames got even higher when that happened.
2: Like when you throw that that dust in there that changes goes, the fire yeah. to a different color? Yeah, and maybe. Like, did Did you ever play with that as a kid?
0: There used uh, to be no, like- but we do have the magic fire pellets for when we do bonfires in the backyard. Oh, do you? It, Does it change the color flames. of the fire? Yeah, it's rainbow yeah. flames. It's cool.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah, the, it used to be a powder that you Don't used breathe to, it like, in just, too
0: much, but no,
2: no, it's incredibly toxic. <laughs> right. Um but we are
0: the we are the generation of lead.
2: <laughs> we're the generation of toxic fire dust and lawn darts. Um processed yeah, food. They're, we're they're, awesome. we well, we're, st- we're still the generation of that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it used to be this dust that like different colors, like you could throw it in, it would turn to fire purple or it would turn to yeah, fire yeah. green.
0: Yeah. yeah. Oh, th- that's what you do when you're a kid with fire—is that you try and play with it more.
2: Uh-huh. <laughs> all the all the instances that you can throw out there to you know make it. I mean, look, we're also the generation that used to cook food with a light bulb. Um, uh, it worked, right? We waited long enough. It worked. I used to I used to make my sister's cakes all the time. I used to piss yeah. her off. I used to eat all her recipes from her Easy Bake <laughs> Oven. And- <laughs>
0: So it's interesting that you talk about um, um, Ben being manipulated into killing um, Jacob on his feelings with being abandoned by Jacob and not really understanding who he was following because he was summoning the, the black smoke monster, but he was also following Jacob. And then you look over at Richard and you see what's going on with Richard is that. The man in black. It's like he understands all these insecurities about everybody else, and which is brilliant. Um, mm-hmm. But he hones in on Richard's insecurity about <clears throat> the fact that Richard doesn't know why he's following Jacob. Like, I have it in my, <clears throat> I have it in my notes. Richard doesn't know about candidates like he yeah. was really he was really confused to hear the word candidates. That's so, in my notes too. So the man in black makes a good point about following someone without knowing what what or who he was following. And while Sawyer could see young Jacob in the jungle, Richard could not. So is it because his belief in Jacob isn't is like hides or veils what he should be able to see? Is it because uh Sawyer is a candidate, so of course he can see Jacob? You know, Richard looks scared in this episode, like shaken to his core. I think
2: I think you kind of touched on it a little bit because because my opinion of that, because you're right. I didn't even really think about the fact that Richard couldn't see him, but Sawyer could. Mm -hmm. Um, Sawyer's is very obvious because he, you know. He he says like like who is that and he's like oh wait you can see him like the kid in the like the what yeah i can see him um i think there i think there might be a little bit to the fact that because Sawyer has been touched by Jacob
0: oh interesting okay
2: he can see Jacob um you know it's it's one of the reasons why i think isn't there a moment where Hurley can see Jacob too later
0: maybe i don't know I, yeah i, I don't, don't know remember. either
2: Um, But yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's very interesting that you're right, that Sawyer can see him. And again, I think it's because he's been touched by Jacob. I'd be very curious to see as we're watching if at any point Jacob makes contact with Richard. If like he touches him or if there has to be. Or the the touch has to be intentional. Like he can put his hand on Richard's shoulder, but if he intends to do it the way mm. he de- has all the survivors mm-hmm. in the past, like when he touches Kate's nose and touches Hurley on the shoulder and you know Jin right. and Son on the shoulder, like it has to be intentionally done for, for a reason for to his
0: be- ultimate reason yes. of protector of the island. Yeah, I'm interested in when we finally get our Richard episode here in a couple of weeks on watching it again and just kind of seeing that, that process of him. Cause that's, we, we get our Richard origin story in a couple of weeks, right?
2: Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it's either two or three weeks, two or three yeah. episodes.
0: Yeah. So I'm excited about that. Um, I love Richard and I, I remember wanting, um, in the last season, I remember wanting so bad a Richard backstory. And when we got the Richard backstory, I was so excited.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was too. Yeah. Looking ahead. Um, what's oh we're a number of weeks away so we have yeah ooh lighthouse is the next episode which is really good yeah
0: but let's concentrate on this episode <laughs> so we have
2: one two three four five episodes episode okay. nine is ab abaterno
0: okay so by thanksgiving we should be good
2: <laughs> and it's interesting to note too again looking at all the ratings of the episodes you know we substitute is an 8.2 lighthouse is an eight uh abaterno is a 9.2
0: yeah because it's an amazing episode
2: yep. Um, and then we. Everybody go back. loves Richard. We go back into the eights until the finale, which is a nine. So, um, yeah. So, so, why
0: do you think that Richard doesn't know about candidates?
2: I think it's kind of blind faith. I think you kind of hit the nail on the head in that he's. He's kind of influenced. And and we've kind of talked about this a little bit before, too, that Jacob is not the purest good guy that we think he is. He has done some things. He's playing this game of chess just like the man in black is. He is manipulating people for his own means. Mm -hmm. And I think Richard is just another pawn in this game. And I say pawn because, like, we've mentioned who some of the other pieces are. Like, there are higher pieces. But when you look at, like, the, bitch, the bishop, the king, the queen, Richard's a pawn. Right. He's he's nothing more than a pawn.
0: Which is sad because, I mean, he's he never ages. He never dies. He's, you know, he's been this loyal follower for arguably hundreds of years. And he never moves up from pawn. Yeah. It, and it, that's... Interesting because you go through the series thinking that he's a lot more important than he really is. You kind of get the the impression he's like a right hand man of Jacob. To, yes, 100%.
2: But then you find out this episode, he doesn't have all the epi- he information. He has no
0: idea. He
2: actually has probably no information whatsoever.
0: Except follow this man. Yeah. Do as because I say. Because he was manipulated by me. the stopwatch as well, or not the, the pocket watch as well, or the compass. Mm hmm. He was also manipulated. It wasn't that he was um, had some kind of higher knowledge of Jacob. It was he was manipulated by the man in black in that um, compass loop.
2: He is probably of no more influence than Alana. who is. And at least Alana normal, knows her place. Right. Yeah, exactly.
0: But um, Alana also knows about the candidates, doesn't she?
2: Uh, she does. Uh,
0: mm, we I haven't gotten that information I don't think
2: we've yet. Gotten that yet?
0: We do know that Jacob saved her life. Yes. Oh yeah, because she was burned. Yeah. Right. Yep. Saved her life, and she is a loyal and true follower of Jacob because, of course, she would be.
2: Well, I mean, and maybe that's just it. Like it. His followers are people who Jacob has saved. Mm.
0: He
2: saved them because you know that's that's what he does. But he going just does to not, he just doesn't give them information,
0: right? Well, and that's it's kind of like having faith in Jesus. It's yeah, it's the blind faith.
2: Yeah, like you you don't even and for some who have the blind faith, like Ben,
0: you are following blindly to something you don't even know completely exists, right? And that's where the faith comes in. That's where the leap of faith comes in, which mm-hmm. Sawyer took an incredible leap of faith <laughs> off a mountainside. Let me tell
2: you, that's I set my it in teeth my, on edge. I have it in my notes. My butt puckered <laughs> yeah. so hard when that I'm like, I know he survives, right. but
0: still, <laughs> uh-huh.
2: because I didn't remember any of that. I didn't the remember the that ladder lock, coming loose.
0: Right. The minute that not luck saves his life, I'd be like, OK, this guy really isn't going to kill me because this was his chance to kill yeah. me.
2: He could have just let me die.
0: Yeah, oh, yeah. And it would have totally been believable.
2: <laughs> well, I'm glad you brought that up because tying that scene into to the, the Richard scene, there's something that this episode does. And I'm going to ask it. I'm going to pose it to you to see if you kind of feel Uh-oh. the same way. Okay. Does this episode make you kind of question how evil the man in black really is? Because we see him save Sawyer. Yeah. Even though he could have just let Sawyer die because there there's no reason for Sawyer with him. He's literally just taking him. I mean, he does want Sawyer's help at this point to help him get off the island. Like he's mm-hmm. recruiting Sawyer at this point. But there are other people he could recruit if Sawyer tells him no. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, switching gears back to the scene with Richard, where Richard is in the trap. I was almost waiting for him to cut it and just let him fall. But he doesn't. He holds the rope and lowers him.
0: Mm-hmm. Interesting. He could have just
2: let him hit the ground. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. With with no care in the world, but the so he he so what you're saying. Sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say the fact that he just lowers him to the ground instead Mm -hmm. is kind of like okay, like what is like what is his deal? Like,
0: so he doesn't want to take life if he doesn't have to. Maybe okay, and maybe maybe. he feels he had to kill Jacob in order to fulfill his endgame.
2: Well, because, I mean, he absolutely has taken lives. More in the form of the black smoke monster.
0: Yeah, but did he feel that he had to?
2: Well, let's... You know what I mean? At, let's look at some of the people. Should we look at the tape? There, Should we review the tape? Let's check the instant replay. Um, <laughs> let's get, in the, get in the booth. Let's look at some of the people he's responsible for killing. Echo. Alex. Boone, Alex. Um... Kimi and his people, like okay, there, there is what it is. And now my Alexa device is going off, um, but you can't hear it. I can hear it. Um, it's, you know, like they're like he's responsible for Boone. He's responsible for for Echo. Hmm. He's responsible for Kimi's people. He's responsible for. Mm, I wouldn't put him on Alex. That was okay, Kimi. Yeah. That was de- but that. But he was did use Kimi.
0: Alex later to manipulate. Ben, but we're talking about lives that he's taken. Yes. Yeah.
2: Um I'm I'm, I'm trying to think. I know there's been others. There's definitely
0: killed Boone and Echo and Echo's brother.
2: There's yeah, yeah, Mm -hmm. Sammy or Simi. Um, the pilot of the plane. What did he do? Like, yeah. Um we we know that he has attempted to kill other people. He's attempted to kill Charlie, he's attempted to kill um, a, a, like he's chased them down, so he he's not above or mm-hmm. below killing people. He's done it.
0: I'm just wondering to what end because he does he he is not. He could have killed Richard. He didn't. You know, he he as the black kill smoke a monster. He probably still cannot kill a candidate, no matter. Well, no, yeah, because he didn't kill Locke. Ben did.
2: Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Well, but here's also the question that we'd have to dive a little deeper: Is this also part of the manipulation of the man in black? Hundred percent. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's yes. More, it's it's more manipulation. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm trying to think. I'd have to go back and look at the all the people who were listed as candidates before and whose names have been crossed out. I think Boone's name was on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't believe
0: Walt's name was on there.
2: Well, Walt's also not dead.
0: Yeah, he's but he's not a candidate well, anymore. Was Walt's name on there or was Michael's? I think both of their names were on there.
2: Um, yeah, I'd have to I have to look. Um, if I spelled candidates wrong, it would have been nice. Um. If I spelled it correctly, it would have been nice. Um, let's see. If we look at the... Is there a list of candidates? Forgive me. Okay, so here we go. So we have John Locke, Hugo Reyes, Ford, Jara, Shepard. Oh, they're only showing us. Oh, partial list of candidates. Here we go. Um, Reyes, Gunn, Foster, Beckett, Ford, Jura, Moorhead, Rousseau. Um
0: <laughs> Rousseau would have sh- been a disaster.
2: Rutherford. Well, that was Shannon. Because Boone, I don't think Boone's last name was Rutherford. Um, but Shannon was a candidate. Uh, because she was number she was number 32. Kate Austin was 51. Burke was 58. Echo was a candidate. He would have been he, so good. He was number 76. Um, and my stupid device is going off again. Um, shut up. <laughs> uh, Boone was not a candidate. Was not.
0: Was not. Oh, yes, he was. Carlisle, 226. 226. Yep. That's, lo- that's a big number.
2: He was low on the list. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Miles was a candidate. So there's been a number of people who have been candidates.
0: Was Faraday?
2: Faraday was a candidate.
0: That's awesome.
2: Faraday <laughs> was number one hundred one. Charlotte Lewis was a candidate.
0: Who was one hundred eight?
2: One oh. We talked. Um, it's unknown. Just it says Wallace, which we don't know. William number nine. No, number one hundred nine though. Friendly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he would have been good too. Right.
2: Uh, but it's also interesting. I didn't notice this on the on the on the list before. One seventeen, Linus. Huh. So Ben or his father was a potential candidate at some point.
0: Don't you think that Ben was more of a guardian, anyways, during his quote unquote reign on the island?
2: Well, I mean- uh, yeah, uh, because he was doing everything. Everything that he did, he always claimed was protecting the island.
0: I true I think he truly thought that too oh I think that's I, I, how he reconciled his like atrocities in his yeah, head
2: i I believe that one hundred percent i I think that everything he did it's like doing bad things with the best intent best of intentions.
0: right right
2: and that's who Ben was
0: yeah I think even up monster. to the point
2: I think even up to the point of killing Jacob that's what he firmly believed and then it was like the oh shit what did I do
0: yeah. So yeah.
2: Um, interesting, yeah. But it's it's a uh, we're we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna get more of the list of candidates within the next next week. We, well, well, and lighthouse. we get it. We got it a lot this week, but we're gonna get a lot more next week.
0: Well, once the lighthouse comes into play, I think that that's where we really see kind of the candidacy and how it really comes in in to play on the island and with our characters. Um, I do think that it's funny that. Richard said that not Locke was recruiting and in the flash sideways that he that Locke went to a recruiter to be recruited mm-hmm. into a job yeah so I liked all of the like little parallels that were happening um on the island versus in the flash sideways well even um, the name of the episode itself it's the is the substitute
2: the substitute that's mm-hmm. what the job that he gets is as a substitute right and that's who he is on the island. He's a substitute okay. for John Locke.
0: Right. Right. So and I love there. that we that John Locke got to rest in peace finally.
2: I have that too. Um I have Locke laid to rest alongside other survivors.
0: Which it is where it, he would have wanted to go.
2: Yeah. Don't you um, think? And I, I I love that Ben is the one that made the last words even though they weren't that heartfelt, but um you know I like think they I'm, were. I'm I'm sorry I murdered him. Like it's
0: he was a better man than I ever could be. Okay, so maybe you're right. Yeah. yeah. Maybe they were
2: very heartfelt. Um,
0: they were very heartfelt. I thought that his, his remarks at Locke's grave really shows how far he's come in his own redemption arc.
2: He's remorseful.
0: Yes. And he, that's it's huge the, for that character.
2: It's the first time he's shown true remorse. Well, mm-hmm. other than being sorry for Alex's death. Well, yeah. I mean, that, he's shown remorse for that as well, but this is the first time he has shown remorse for anybody outside of his family.
0: Yeah. I'll put it uh, that way. Yeah. hmm Absolutely. I mean, because I think at this point, he understands that he made a grave error in killing Locke.
2: Yes. Well, because I think he sees the manipulation that he's been under now. As and a it,
0: manipulator, it, he does not right? like being the ma- n- manipulatee. Well,
2: I mean, it's it's kind of like the con man. A con man does never does not like to be conned,
0: which is why it, which is why I loved Sawyer going. Whoever you are, you're not Locke.
2: That's such a great moment.
0: Yeah, because like yeah,
2: I thought you were you can't dead.
0: Con the con man.
2: <laughs> well, that's also not true because we've seen Sawyer get conned.
0: Yeah, but I I think that he is past the point of caring at this point, so he's just going to say whatever comes to his mind first.
2: And. Actually, now that I think about it, who conned the con man? The man in black. Because who was it who convinced, or was it Ben? I don't remember. Who was it that convinced Sawyer to kill the man from Tallahassee? Tallahassee. Remember in the Black Rock where they had the guy kept prisoner?
0: Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it it was was...
2: but that was also the man. That was also the real Sawyer.
0: No, Locke told him to kill him because he couldn't, because that was oh, his dad.
2: That that's right. That was the tie in between John Locke and Sawyer. Right. Is that the man who conned? Oh no! Yeah. What? Wait, was that the man that conned Sawyer's parents? Yes. And it also happened to be John's father. Yes. Okay. Yeah. See yeah. that that was a couple seasons ago, so I tend to Yeah.
0: And I, I forget. Because Locke had to come back with his dad's body in order to be accepted that's, into the group, but he couldn't kill his dad, so he got Sawyer to do it for him. That's right. Of the so water.
2: John is the one that manipulated Sawyer.
0: Yes. Into doing it. One of his rare evil moments.
2: Yeah. But I mean, in in a sense, that's also kind of conning the con man.
0: You know, maybe I don't know because that was he knew that that was Sawyer's entire life goal was to do that. Kept that letter on him his whole life. That's all he ever wanted to do was was exact justice for what happened to his family. So in a way, they helped each other out. I'm not sure that that was a man- manipulation. Okay. Fair enough. I don't know. I, you know, maybe it was a manipulation, but I, that's how I saw it.
2: You know, why while we are talking about John Locke's father, mm-hmm. um, I thought it was interesting that we get a mention of him this episode in the flash sideways in that when John and Helen are talking about the wedding,
0: mm-hmm.
2: there it's brought up that like John's father will be At the wedding, which makes you question, okay, how did John get paralyzed?
0: Well, there was also a picture of John and his dad on Mm -hmm. Locke's desk. So I think that this is why we don't see an angry John, because he had so much unresolved anger in his original storyline for how he got paralyzed because he was conned by his father, lost a kidney, and then his dad tried to kill him by throwing Mm -hmm. him out a window. You know what I mean? So. Without all of that trauma saddling him, I th- it was pr- I think it was like a car accident or something if I remember correctly. I, th-
2: I think I think you're right. I think we're I think we're gonna get that later. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think you're right. I think he was hit by a car.
0: Yeah, and that's so how he
2: becomes paralyzed. In you the see flat
0: him. Side. You see him still trying to come to terms with the fact that he is paralyzed and the changes in his life and the limitations that he faces. But you see more of a helplessness than you see of like this anger that John always had in his original timeline. He has Hurley's
2: unluck. He has Hurley's bad luck.
0: Hurley doesn't have a lick of it either. No. Like that he tries to smash Hurley's car and the ramp stops, like right. Like (laughs) it's like he has a little invisible barrier bubble around him and all of his things and everything works out for Hurley and the flash sideways. It's crazy.
2: Well, we've we've kind of seen him already in last week's episode. When in in what Kate does, he's outside of the airport. He's on the phone. He's conducting a business meeting. He just got back from Australia because it looks like he's ready to partnership with Outback Steakhouse or (laughs) like buy Outback Steakhouse, whoever. Who the hell knows with Hurley at this point? But he is incredibly successful. He's lucky. He's happy. Like, this is a totally different Hurley, which we're going to see more of as we progress into the season. kind of like
0: you want Hurley to have that life. You're like, can we just have the Flash Sideways be this well, because, just for Hurley?
2: Well, because everybody loves happy Hurley. Like, everybody loves Hugo. So we 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 want to see his success. But it's interesting to see... This different John because he's 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 the same in the sense that he is paralyzed. He's in a wheelchair. He lied about going. He lied about what he did when he was in Australia. We do find out that you you were indeed correct and I was wrong in that he did try to go on the walkabout and they wouldn't let him go. Mm -hmm. They told they told him no. Um, But he's not the whole. Don't tell me what I can't do, John Locke. He's very unlucky. But we also find out. The huge difference between the John Locke that we know and this John Locke is he is accepting of his condition.
0: Well, he finally accepts it when he talks. He's finally honest with Helen. Mm-hmm. Like, It's just that it's that old story of just people in general that don't share their inner turmoil with their loved ones and how that can be so toxic to somebody. But he actually finally was like, open up that box and it's knives or, you know, or I got fired and this is why I got fired. And I'm having these problems because I want, I want to be able to walk down the aisle with you because I feel like that's what you want. And then he learns that's not what she wants. She just wants him to be him, you know, mm-hmm. and that acceptance of who he is for everything that he is and isn't, I think, was finally what John really needed to hear for him to accept what was happening to him. And, and it, it was, was
2: beautiful. And it would be interesting, too, because if you look at the John that we know up until this point, it, that's something he never had. So right. How would his life have been different had someone just accepted John for who he was? Mm hmm. You know, like he he was never he again, that's the whole don't tell me what I can't do mantra that he that he donned early on. He
0: did say it, though, in the flash sideways when he he was when he was talking about the walkabout and what he said to the walkabout people. Mm -hmm. And then John and then not lock says it on the island. But again, well,
2: yeah, I found that interesting, too, that he kind of took that.
0: That's crazy that he took on a a lockism in his, you know, not lock state
2: maybe that's part of the thing is that he takes on cause he, he very clearly does have John's memories. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's part of it. Like if he, he's kind of influenced by whoever he takes on.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So because John had that embedded in his head, he couldn't help, but use it for himself unintentionally. Right. Like it just happened as an instinct. He, that's something that he said, but again, you're right. He does say it in the flash sideways, but we don't hear it again after that because, like you said, Helen tells him, all I want is you. Like, I don't yeah. care about all of that stuff. She's accepting of him, so he's accepting of himself. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter anymore.
0: It's a true partnership at the end after that yeah. conversation. And that was beautiful to see.
2: Which I just want to say, I love Katie Segal.
0: Who doesn't, man? She She's is a, awesome.
2: She is a delight. I love it. Anytime she pops up in anything, from Married with Children till now, even like Sons of Sons Anarchy. of Anarchy, she was
0: fantastic she's in just, Sons of
2: Anarchy. She is she's 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 a delight. I love yeah. Kim She's was, wonderful,
0: so and, and she that. was in um, Big Bang Theory. She played Penny's mom in Big Bang Theory.
2: Yeah, which was which great. she was
0: also her mom. in. She was
2: also her mom in Eight Simple Rules. Yes. Yep.
0: I loved yeah. that. I loved yeah. that. So. It was a
2: nice connection that they brought her back for that. Yeah. So and yeah. she's great in Big Bang Theory too.
0: Yes, so she was awesome in Big Bang Theory. <laughs> yeah, she's fantastic. hilarious.
2: So yeah, so I I found that very interesting. You know that we get mention of Ben's father. We know that this is a very different Ben, or not Ben John Locke, um. Be because of all this, I loved. Since we're talking about the Flash sideways, and you mentioned that recruiter. I love that the recruiter was Rose.
0: Oh, that was so cool. And, and I love that they had that really nice conversation about your limitations and, and making your life work. Mm-hmm. Sorry, keep going. No, no, I,
2: I I think you're right. Like, you know, her sharing her story about how she has cancer with John, it, I think kind of helped him accept things a little bit more because he's seeing somebody else who is accepted what has happened to them. So it kind of influenced him a little bit to mm-hmm. be able to do that. Um, but even as a recruiter, I love that like he was adamant that he wanted to do this job in construction. And she was like, I'll send you over there, but they're just going to send you back here tomorrow. Like she was fully upfront with him, which was great. And that's, I don't think that's really a change of character for Rose. Cause Rose no. has always been upfront and forward. Yep. Yep about everything like to everyone to everyone doesn't matter who Jack if you
0: say live together die alone I'm gonna (laughs) punch you
2: (laughs) so yeah I've I've loved seeing Rose return in in this format um so that was that was really great too so yeah I agree um and
0: then we see Locke become a substitute teacher where he's a PE teacher telling kids to run in a wheelchair. He's teaching about the reproductive system in a wheelchair. Um, And then we have him go into the teaching lounge and he makes his first friend, his first teacher friend, which happens to be Benjamin Linus. Yes. Who teaches European history. And I think that that's kind of a perfect subject for him. And it's
2: very interesting, too, that you mention the fact that, like, he becomes a substitute. He becomes a PE teacher. He becomes a substitute for the human, you know, like, whatever class that is. Um, health. Which, it's usually which, health. And it's usually tied into physical education as well. He is teaching kids to do things he can't do. Right. Which is such a great change in dynamic. It really kind happy. of. And it kind of forwardly progresses the whole acceptance.
0: Yes. Because yes. he
2: would have never done that. No. Had he not accepted his own
0: condition. 100%. Yep. Yeah. I like I like this ending for Locke. I like this whole thing for Locke and for Hurley. Like, I just think the flash sideways works so well for both of them.
2: Yeah. The, these are people that the flash sideways is kind of become a better life for them. Mm-hmm. For some of them, it's a little bit of a trip to get there. Like John has to take a little bit of a trip to get there emotionally and, and mm-hmm. such. Hurley, he's successful right from the start. Like he's That's a lottery cool. winner. He's businesses. Kate, not so much. Kate's still on the run. Um, and we still have to see some more of these characters. We've met Jack already in the Flash Sideways, but we haven't really followed through with him yet. Sawyer too. <clears throat> and and Sawyer as well. Um, and on that note, this is a little bit of spoiler territory. We do know as the flash sideways progress forward, John will go visit Jack for that consultation. Oh, Um, he does in fact go for that consultation a little bit later on in the season. And I think it is because he has accepted his condition that he does that because he is willing to face the consequences of it not working
0: that's so key too because it's it's one thing to go in and have like all this hope and then be disappointed at the end and have to like kind of go through the grieving process or whatever Mm -hmm. but for Locke to go into that appointment and just be like i'm okay with either one just i need to know the answer because i'm pretty sure my wife needs to know the answer
2: if if this if this works great yeah my wife will be happy. I will be happy. I will get to live my life. If it doesn't... Go on my
0: walkabout. <laughs> um, if it doesn't work, I'm okay. Yeah.
2: I've I've already accepted the condition that I'm in.
0: And my wife still loves me. I like me. Mm-hmm. You know, he likes himself by the end of this particular episode. And I think yes. that that's something we haven't seen of John Locke since the Never. very beginning. He likes who he is at the end of this episode. And I think that's beautiful.
2: Yeah. it's a, You're right. It's a great ending for for john
0: Mm -hmm. which is needed because the other side of not lock is just pretty effing terrible right (laughs) yeah and it kind
2: of plays into what the series finale of this show actually is Mm -hmm. which we'll get to by the end it's moving on and some of these characters are able to do it And it takes a little bit of a journey to get to a point where you're comfortable to move on. And this is John's journey. He's accepting Mm -hmm. of himself. He's happy with who he is. That gives him the ability to move on.
0: And by the end, it's so funny after having this conversation about Jock, Jock, Jock Locke, Jacques Sheppard. I know. I love. (laughs) I love this episode so much more after talking about it. Like, I, you know, I like the lock episodes, but at the end, I'm just kind of like, I hate so much that Locke has turned into not lock. But I do like how we have two sides of Locke during this whole episode. And really, the other, the not lock. I hate saying this, but it's almost <laughs> justifiable what he's doing.
2: Well, I mean, and again, like, well... Uh- we have we haven't talked really about this yet. In that, like in the whole moments with him and Sawyer in the cave, when he shows them the names on on the list, I love the fact that he takes that stone and throws it because now there's no more balance. Ba- there's no more balance. <laughs> yeah, and he just chucks that stone out of the cave. It's, it's an inside but joke. But he
0: also assumes the white rock side of the scale when talking to Sawyer. Sawyer is on the black rock side of the scale and um lock grabs the white stone, chucks it out, and then he kind of assumes the position right there, kind of like I am going to be the light now. Or maybe I'm looking too far into it. Oh,
2: that's interesting. I never looked at it that way, but I could definitely see that.
0: Okay, good. Um, because I was like, oh, I think this might be too wild.
2: <laughs> uh, it could be. I mean, yeah. <laughs> God knows if anybody will, will tell us it, it's too wild, it'll be Des when we get feedback from him. Um but yeah, it's yeah. That's interesting. I never picked up on that that he does. He actually is standing on the side. I mean, he's not physically standing on the scale,
0: right? But he is on that side. Yeah, he's replaced the white rock. He's replaced yeah. Jacob.
2: But you're, but you know, going back to to the previous point about like when they're in the cave and they're showing the line, the names with the, he crosses the line through through Locke's name. Um, you know, when he's he's showing Sawyer all these other names that are on the cave wall, and he says, You have choices. And the third choice is we just leave. Like we just get out of here. Like, I think it's very similar to how Ben is doing the worst of things with the best of intentions. It could also be argued Man in Black is doing the same exact thing, and that he just wants to leave.
0: That's it. Well, I think it's because he has this. Like very realistic point of view when it comes to people in general. And you get that from the very first episode of the season where Jacob's like, All oh, people are wonderful and they have such great qualities and da-da-da. And the man in black is like, No man, people suck. Like, <laughs> okay, they're good for a little bit, but then their greed or quest for power or you know, selfishness, just it it corrupts them and it ultimately gets in the way because people suck. Yeah. And I mean, the cynic in me completely agrees with that. And the optimist in me is completely on Jacob's side. So it's just kind of like, how do you find that balance? And I feel like, you know, man in black doesn't want to find the balance. He just wants to be proved right that all people suck. And Jacob doesn't want to find the balance because he wants to prove that all people are pure and wonderful. And there was never any conversation of how do we balance that out?
2: And that's and you know, that's a, that's another good point, too, is like you kind of question a little bit like had these guys just worked together
0: would have been fine. I,
2: I, I, this would have never come to be like right. this way, because right. you're right. One of them falls heavily on one side and the other one falls heavily on the other. There really is no balance between the two of them. Like had they just met somewhere in the middle and worked together. It would have been a completely different scenario.
0: Yes, much like if John and Locke, had, or if Jack and Locke had worked together from the very beginning, they would have found their own balance. Right.
2: Yeah. Exactly. Like that would have been. Things could have been so different.
0: But, but then you know, we wouldn't have gotten much six seasons drama, of the show. Yeah. <laughs>
2: it wouldn't, it wouldn't have been. It wouldn't have been nearly as fun to watch.
0: Um. I. Wanna switch over really quick and talk about um Sawyer and Knotlock's L- walk, hike to to the mountainside <laughs> when they're talking about of mice and men. And um first of all, the fact that Sawyer's favorite book is of mice and men totally goes with his personality. And I like that he sees himself as George and he was seeing L- not lock as Lenny. As Lenny, <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> and I you know he almost kills him and he thinks he thinks about killing him or whatever. but um, you know, there's a theme of of mice and men of kind of helplessness, hopelessness, and um loss of a dream, right? I mean George and Lenny's big thing in the book is that, they're going to live on a farm with the rabbits. They're not going to work for anybody else. They're going to get a piece of the sky and they're, they're just going to ride off into the sunset and live happily ever after. And the book is slowly realizing that this dream is never going to actually come true. Right. Mm. And I feel like Sawyer is in the end of that book where he's lost Juliet. He's stuck on this island. He is grieving. He's, you know, got. Some entity that is walking around in a lock suit trying to tell him what to do, and um, I think that his story really aligns very well with George's story in Of Mice and Men, and I thought that that was just perfectly placed in the episode. That's a
2: good comparison. I never really even thought about it that way. In that you're right, like he-
0: Of Mice and Men is my favorite book.
2: <laughs> it's like it's. Are you saying that as you, or are you saying that as Sawyer? No, it's my favorite book. Oh, is it really? Okay. Yeah. Well, then it makes sense that you can make the comparison, right? Rather, <laughs> more easier because it's been years since I've read *Of Mice and Men*. Um But yeah, it's interesting. I never really like. It's interesting that you can make the comparison of Sawyer to being in that in that moment, in that of, stage, as, yeah, as, as, as that stage because he is still a. He's not as broken, but he's still very broken at this point. Uh,
0: yeah, I don't think he ever really fully gets repaired until he's in that church.
2: Yeah, I think you're right. Um, well, because if you Losing look at Juliet it...
0: Losing La- just destroyed him.
2: Well, when you look at it, too, again, this is the whole comparison to, like, this is John Locke's story that fast forward to the series finale is what's able to help him move on and mm. and move past. We kind of get the same thing a little bit later on in this season with Sawyer in that in the flash sideways, him and Juliet reconnect. They yes. do meet each other in it. In a coffee a- shop, right? Well, Yeah, because it goes yep. back to the whole while well, Juliet was dying and Sawyer got to say goodbye when she says to him, we should get coffee sometime. In that moment there really is a strong connection there making you realize that the flash sideways is the moment before passing on into the afterlife. Yeah. Which is what the flash side, by the end of the series, spoiler alert, that is what the flash sideways is. It's the final moments before passing on into the afterlife. And it's, it shows right there, which we'll get to it and we'll dive deeper into it. When Juliet says right before she dies, we should get coffee sometime. That is her in that moment we will see later of her and Sawyer before they move on into the afterlife.
0: We can go Dutch. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I forgot about that. Oh, yeah. Those
2: two lines that she says to Sawyer before she dies will come back.
0: Yes, I do remember that.
2: But again, in that same instance, you're right. Sawyer is broken. We don't see him better again until he's in that church at the end. But who's he with in that church at the end? He's yes, with Juliet. Juliette.
0: Yeah.
2: Because Juliet is what heals him. And Juliet, he he moves on with Juliet, which I think is just beautiful for both of them.
0: Yes. Well, it just proves that they were meant to be together.
2: Mm-hmm. And their time, unfortunately, was cut short. But it also shows the short amount of time that they had together, how significant it was.
0: Yes, absolutely.
2: Because it was only three years, but three years in the scope of their entire lives is a very short period of time. Mm-hmm. So when you feel when you think it was only three years, but that's the moment that they move on together, that shows how significant that's that short amount of time was.
0: Yes. Yes, I
2: agree. Totally agree. This is another reason why I I loved the series finale, Mm, mm -hmm. you know, and now that we're talking about it and we're, we're comparing this whole story with John Locke and how that equates to the series finale and talking more about Sawyer, which we'll get to when we get to those episodes. It's making me honestly automatically ahead of time. Love the series finale even more before we even get to talk about it.
0: Right, right. Yeah, I totally agree. It you hope- know the last the last season's great,
2: I think it is, and I think anybody I've made this argument before, and I, I stand by it. Anybody who didn't like the final season, especially the finale, just didn't get it,
0: and that's okay. That's yeah. okay because Lost is a show that is meant to be rewatched. I agree. So, and hopefully, um, there are people that are listening that will feel the same way by the time they get to it.
2: Like maybe I think Steve does. I think Steve's mind has changed a little bit for yeah. the better. Sorry,
0: it's okay. I just I have really I don't have a lot more to talk about. But one thing that I really did want to talk about was what is the deal with young Jacob and the bloody arms, and then showing up later and he doesn't have bloody arms. I don't know. I if if I'm supposed to know, I don't remember. Well, the interesting thing
2: about that being young Jacob is the fact that as a first-time viewer, we don't know yet that that's young oh, that's Jacob. true, huh? We haven't met young Jacob yet in the first watch through. Um, I think that's actually coming next episode. Uh, I could With be the wrong. Lighthouse? I I don't remember. Yeah. Okay. Um, we know it is young Jacob because we've already seen the series as right. a first-time viewer. We don't know that that's who that is. We just think it's a child. So. I'm going to hold off answering that question until, until we actually meet him. Yeah. Okay. Cause I don't know. So we'll put a pin in it. We'll put a pin in that. Yeah. Yeah. Tack it to the board. We'll revisit that later. Yes. So yeah. Cause, and that, and also because I just don't know.
0: Right.
2: <laughs> That's another reason. I don't know. <clears throat> so, but yeah, like you, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, I don't know if I have a lot of other notes. Um, Do we
0: know why Kate wasn't on the wall? When, we, when they were discussing the candidates that were left?
2: Is she not on the wall or is she just already crossed out?
0: Well, that's what I'd like to know. And if she is crossed out, what, what was the deciding factor? Because the people at the temple still think that she's a candidate, which is why True. she was let into the temple.
2: Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, she's number
0: 51 on the list. Which is 15 um, backwards.
2: Oh, good call. Uh, Kate Austin, who met Jacob as a child when she was caught trying to shoplift a lunchbox. Jacob helped her by paying for the yada, yada, yada. Sawyer told Kate that he saw her name in the cave and that it was crossed out. Interesting. Uh, and out of the show, pictures confirmed this. However, the name Austin was seen in the lighthouse and not crossed out. Uh, Jacob later confirmed that he crossed out Kate's name only because she became a mother and that the job was still open to her if she wanted it.
0: Ah, okay. Oh, Jacob. What a good dude.
2: So Aaron, <laughs> so Aaron is the reason. Yeah. Why her name is crossed out. Um, not because anything happens to her, but because he just figured maybe she wouldn't do it. Now she, Aww. she
0: had another reason. He made an assumption. It's a good assumption.
2: I'm not faulting him for it. Well, son was a mother, but we also don't know that if Quan was for Jin or son,
0: ah, that's true.
2: It could have been for, it could have been for either whichever one was willing to do it. Um, but it would be interesting too, that if he was willing to cross out Kate's name, because she was a mother, why not cross out Jin's name? Because he's a father. I don't know, unless the baby's not gins.
0: No, they did it with with date with dates or something. Oh, I, I know. I mean, they I confirmed, know. Yeah, they confirmed that he was the father.
2: I'm just throwing another theory because she got out pregnant
0: there. on the island, yes, which was I, the danger. I remember. I oh, was just throwing I don't another. Think you did.
2: I was throwing just another theory out there to make dun, people dun, crazy.
0: Dun.
2: That's all. Um, but yeah, and son could have been the same way. Oh God. There's their story is so tragic. I know. I don't want to talk about that yet.
0: Let's not, <clears throat> but all of my stuff is crossed out.
2: Yeah. I, um, I, let's see. Bad luck. Lock. <laughs> that was Bad my luck, first note. Lock. Um, yeah. Helen, John's father smoke. Oh, it was really cool. Seeing this, the, the point of view of the smoke monster.
0: Yes, uh, I agree. It,
2: It was very evil, deadish to anybody Uh, who has seen. Oh yeah, that's not me. Uh, Man in Black sees young John Locke. Sawyer knows that Locke is not John. John and Hugo Rose laid to rest. Teacher accepting blind follower. Alana climbed down. Yeah, all my notes are pretty much good. Yeah, we've covered we've covered pretty much everything.
0: We did well.
2: but a great episode and like you mentioned kind of a great ending for John.
0: Mhm. So, Absolutely. But
2: we're not done. We're not done with John. Uh we're we're definitely going to see more John Locke as we uh as we progress forward. Um cuz like I said we're going to see him go to visit Jack uh, for that um you know for that consultation. Um we'll see. It's, it's gonna be interesting. Next episode, however, uh is Lighthouse, as you mentioned. Uh Hurley must convince Jack to accompany him on a unspecified mission. Love it. And Jin Love, it, st- love it. Jin stumbles across an old friend who I don't remember who that is. We'll find out when we watch it. I'm excited. Uh, that leads us into feedback, uh, in which we have two, we have a voicemail from our friend, Steve, and an email from our buddy, Des. Uh, I believe you have the email.
0: I do. Des? Yeah.
2: Okay. Do you want me to uh, do you wanna start, start with it?
0: that?
2: Yeah. Let's start with that. Cause I think it's actually on last week's episode. Yes.
0: What Kate Dunn did is doing and will continue to do. <laughs> <laughs> That's the title of the email from Des. Okay, so it says, "Hey guys, I know I'm really behind, but here goes." First of all, I was listening to the pod while driving and writing notes down at red lights. First thing (laughs) I wrote was Doran. You said it, and I went with it because I forgot his name was Dugan too. How Dogen too? Anyway, I didn't think that. I don't think that he has Richard Alpert's state of eternal youth. My only reason for thinking this is that he appears with Jack in The Flash Sideways. If I'm not mistaken, we never see Richard, Jacob, or Men in Black in any of these scenes. Dogan is there with Jack at the school, I think, watching his daughter. This makes it seem as though Dogen belongs in the same time period as Jack. On the subject okay. of The Flash Sideways, you mentioned Ethan. How it was weird seeing him, how... It was weird seeing him honestly wanting to help Claire. I think this makes a lot of sense. In the sideways, we see that some people behave differently, have completely different relationships or professions than on that island. I think in the sideways, we see the true person at their very core. Oh, I like that. Ethan did bad things on the island, but maybe that wasn't who he was at his core. Okay, I'm done being deep. Now I'm going to be an (laughs) asshole. Although, I think it's possible that a Jacob version of Christian could have been in the cabin with Cuckoo Claire trying to help her, but I believe you are right about Island Christian always being MIB. But if Christian and MIB were always the same, why did Christian have on the white tennis shoes? You guys are the ones who thought the shoes were the litmus test of good and evil on this show, just saying. Also, can we just not talk about the fast and the fatiguing for one week? (laughs) Don't laugh, Kristen. I think it's funny that if you had a British accent, then you would talk nonstop. (laughs) Did you speak with a British accent last week? Remember, I nailed it.
2: (laughs) And I'm offended by the fast and fatiguing, Des. It's not fatiguing. (laughs) Not fatiguing at all. Don't
0: bring it up if you don't want to. If if you don't want to hear about it, because yeah. now and, he's going to talk about it. And you it,
2: just brought Dez. it up, so I'm going to mention that Fast X is now out on streaming. So go and Gross. watch. Gross. <laughs> Golly, and Thanks they just lot, announced. Dez. And they just announced that The Rock is coming back to do another, another spin-off movie before we get part two of Fast that
0: Great. Maybe they're going to go into space, too. All right. Bring them on. Where's Where's our live steving?
2: <laughs> yeah, so as we mentioned, we have a voicemail. From, way to change the subject, too, by the way. Yeah. Um, we have a, uh, a voicemail live steving
1: from our buddy Steve. So here it goes. Hello, Ben and Christian. This is Steve, and this is going to be for... Gosh, do we have to watch this? Flashback every time of Juliet dying. Seriously, this is for the substitute. <laughs> oh, and it's a lock centric sideways flash, whatever episode. Oh, I feel so bad for him. This day just keeps getting worse and worse. <laughs> now, oh, Katie Seagal. Have we seen her before? Squirrel. Oh, this is Helen, the Helen that he was talking to on the phone, right? Or no, this is the Helen that he broke that broke up with him because of the stuff with his father. And then he was talking to the person on the phone. He was calling her Helen. Okay. And now we're back to present day Island. Oh, this is creepy. Smoke monster perspective POV. Fired. Oh no. So maybe he did go on the walkabout this in this timeline. I don't understand. It's foggy. Another show with a creepy vision of creepy little kids. Come on. What was that? That John just saw. (laughs) There's a fairly reasonable chance that you won't believe me. Yeah. Well, Sawyer, you do not look good. This is not, you're not taking things well. Did he just pour like four fingers of whiskey or five fingers of whiskey in each glass? That's right. Hurley bought the box company that Locke works for. Ew, Was that some kind of critter on John the dead body's head that just crawled off when, (laughs) um, oh, I can't remember what Jeff Behe's character's name is. Not John Locke just uttered John Locke's favorite line, don't tell me what I can't do to this creepy kid who I don't know. I don't remember this kid at all. Okay, Richard, you've kind of lost it at this point. But, yeah, Sawyer's going to stay with Locke. Oh, and Rose is the supervisor at this temp agency that Locke is. I'm so glad I never had to go through one of these interviews. This is great. She's not going to tell him what he can't do. Let's find out what you can do. Oops. Ben just revealed to everybody else that he murdered John in his eulogy. And the suitcase full of knives makes its reappearance. Oh, this is sad. This John Locke has lost his faith. And I don't remember how this turns out. I'm choked up at it. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm out. This ladder, no way. Well, that was tense, because I don't remember what happens. So I don't know that Locke isn't trying to kill James. A cave with all of their names and other names scratched out. These are candidates, right? But I don't remember candidates for what? John Locke, school teacher. And Ben works at the school too? We're all touched by Jacob. Okay, protector of the island. Okay, next episode, Lighthouse. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, Jeff Fahey's character, Lepidus. Lepidus. Frank
0: he Lepidus. said something earlier that we <laughs> oh was uh how bad of condition Sawyer was in. It looked like Sawyer had like peed himself.
2: He was incredibly drunk. I would not have been surprised if that was the case.
0: Oh no! Yeah, I just they really like went all out with making him look rock bottom
2: yeah oh absolutely when
0: when not lock found him for sure
2: i do love that he was listening to iggy pop though yeah that was that was great um steve by the way thank you for the for the uh voicemail as always always um i i did think of something else though too in in the in the Listening to that voicemail, uh in regards to Helen, that kind of does give us that hint again that this is the moments before passing on into the afterlife. Because if you remember correctly, when John gets off the island before Ben murders him, and he finds out through, um, now I can't remember the character's name, he finds out that Helen did die.
0: Oh, Helen through ha- uh, Abaddon. Abaddon.
2: That's right. Um, Helen had a brain aneurysm and yeah. died.
0: So is that going to happen?
2: No, because she this is not a real life. This is the moments before after life. So that would explain why she is still alive.
0: Oh, I see. In yes. this. I see, I see.
2: Because she's kind of already passed. Right. So, you know, there there's that, which made me I kind of thought about that a little bit as as I was listening to uh Right. To Steve's voicemail. So uh, but thank you, Des and Steve, of course, for the feedback. And if you want to leave us feedback for this show, uh any episode we've done, future or past, uh, easiest way to do that. We encourage you to do so, obviously, is go to revisitedpod.com and there you can find ways to subscribe, to watch the videos, to leave us feedback and all that fun stuff.
0: Yes, yes. Um
2: recommendations for the week, uh, fast X. I've, no, I'm not going to make fast X. My recommendation for the it was going to be, no, it wasn't. It was never going to be fast X. Um, this is a little bit of a, um, uh, it's a little bit of a plug for a streaming service, but it's not a typical streaming service like Netflix or Hulu. Um, there is, if you're familiar with college humor, um, that puts out like a lot of shorts and and stuff like that. College Humor has their own streaming service called Dropout. Uh, it's at dropout t- dropout tv. It's six bucks a month. Um, if you're a fan of Dungeons and Dragons, they do Dungeons and Dragons games on there where we record them, and they're called Dimension Ten or Dimension Eight. Um, that number might even be wrong too. I don't remember. Um, but they've done a number of campaigns on there, but. The reason why I'm bringing this up is because there are two shows on dropout that they do that I absolutely love. I watch them every time they put out new episodes. One is called Make Some Noise, which is an improv comedy show where they bring on three contestants and they give them prompts that they have to do stuff to. And they're absolutely hysterical and the kids are brilliant. Um, And then there's another one called Game Changer, where every game, every episode they play a different improv game, but the contestants don't know what the game is. They, oh, have no. to f- they have to figure out the game by playing it. That's fun. So they have to figure out like what the rules of the game are by playing it, how to win it by playing it. And it becomes hysterical along the way. Um, these kids are all brilliant. They're like in their twenties and thirties. They're absolutely hysterical. Um, and the nice thing about Dropout is it's uncensored as well. So, like, the language and the material are completely adult, which is great. Um, so if you're into, like, improv and comedy and you just really want to laugh, there are a ton of shows. It's well worth the $6 a month if you could swing it. Uh, but, yeah, Dropout.tv is my, is my recommendation for this week. And the two shows, if you do sign up, Make Some Noise and Game Changer are two of my absolute favorites.
0: That's awesome. That are on there. Love it.
2: Um. Oh, the other one that's on there, too. Uh, there's another one, and it's coming back for a new season next week, actually. It's called Breaking News, in which there are four people, two newscasters, a weather and a sports. Um, they And they have to read the teleprompter. Um, they, so they don't know what their script is. It's whatever's fed to them on the teleprompter. And oh, it's
0: kind of like when uh, SNL, when they do the switching.
2: Yes. They um, write
0: each other's jokes.
2: The, only, the, the objective is to not break. That's why it's called <laughs> breaking news. Um, I love that. So they keep a tally on how many times people laugh um, as they go through. And it's freaking, it's, it's hysterical watching people laugh and t- watching people try not to laugh as they go through. But that's my recommendation for the week. Nice.
0: Dropout.tv. Drop Very original, too. I like it. Yeah. Uh,
2: as we mentioned, next episode, season six, episode five, The Lighthouse, which is a uh, Jack episode. A, yeah, it's a Jack centric episode, which will be fun. Any final notes before we head out? No, I'm good. All right. I'm cruising. Fair- Fair enough. Uh, then with that being said, uh, thank you guys always for listening, uh, for taking in the podcast, whether it's an audio or video form, just being a part of this podcasting family. We're excited for the next series. Promise you within the next couple of weeks, we'll make the announcement of what it is. Uh, but the people we've already told are incredibly excited, which is very, very hopeful. Always fun. Yes. Uh, but until next time, we'll see you guys further on down that rabbit hole. Take care.
0: Bye.
1: We have to go back.